1: to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Tilford joined by Rach Hudson. Hello. And Rachel Shackleton.
2: I thought you were going to say Rachel Hudson there. <laughs> Why not? Was, I was there thinking, which Hello. way is he going to go first? Hybridize <laughs>
1: all things. Um, so it's been a little bit of minute week for news, yeah. Yep. There's many, many things going on. So I sort of cherry pick stuff that we haven't done full videos on, but I'll mention some stuff that we have done across the week too. Mm-hmm. Um, but did you guys know that there's a new PS5 IP being in develop in development, uh, and there's the staff members are both Rocksteady, Rockstar rather, and Naughty Dog. Yeah, um, brand new, brand new first party studio. Yeah. Isn't it? so it's like Sony. I don't know, gearing up to do the biggest, like, drop something massive alongside the PS5. But mm-hmm. what do you guys think of the PS5 in general? And, like, do you think they're going to come out of the gate with just new franchises and new IP?
3: I think that would make, make a lot of sense, mm-hmm. I think. Because I think if you, if you try to sell a console on a sequel, like, you'll get so much, like, hype around it based on who's actually played the previous mm-hmm. one. Whereas if you're going to do something completely new and make it look really good, mm-hmm. that would draw a lot of people in. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that sounds
1: about right. I mean, I, I like, things like Horizon, like, The Last of Us is, obviously, like, a massive deal. Like, I, I'm glad that... I mean, the, the name of the two dudes... Uh, it was uh, James Martin Sheck from Red Dead Redemption 2 and Quentin Cobb from uh, Naughty Dog or Rockstar for the mm. form one, but they're teaming up for whatever this new studio is that Sonia keeping under wraps. Um, but I like that they're sort of cherry-picking like the best possible talent.
2: Yeah, it sounds like they're really investing in the launch of the new console. If you mm. cast your mind back to when the PS4 came out, I want to feel it sort of fell flat. We a had little Knack, bit. Did
1: you not like Knack, mate. We, we had, had Knack We had Drive uh, Club,
2: which back then wasn't that great. But even then that got
1: getting delayed. It was like
2: Kill Zone, which wasn't that great. Yeah. yeah. But like so I really feel like they've learned from that oh yeah no the order was af- that wasn't launched it, was. no it's, it's, it's,
3: it's early it's early days like the first Bam. six months of a console is like a launch mm. the launch ah, period yes, it's ah, like yes. if you go back actually look at like every game every console's launch lineup they're always pretty thin they're never yeah for good. the
1: most part Nintendo tend to like buck the trend like we had like Breath yeah. of the Wild uh, or like, yeah, on the yeah, snares yeah. it was Mario World or whatever but like yeah most like Sony and Microsoft I think Sony this gen have realized that they do actually have a, a mineable first party catalog they absolutely. are the
2: boys Yeah, they yeah, are, yeah
1: <laughs> they've been absolutely dominating so yeah assumedly they'll like they'll be producing something that's like horizon level or whatever something that's Mm. new that'll turn heads be something that's we've not seen before based on the likes of the talent that they're sort of picking from speaking of new things um, Bungie's next thing after splitting from Activision they've trademarked the name Matter Um, so it seems that their next game is going to be called Matter or at least that's a a working title
2: is it going to be a a sci-fi game lol is it it going to be a sci-fi game well so
1: they've trademarked the name Matter uh, and they've put it in uh, categories 9 and 41 which represent computer video software and online entertainment services computer game software sorry so
3: Is it going to be another loot grind? Because as soon as you said, like, they've got a new thing, the first thing I thought of was, are they going to go and do another... Proper single player campaign, mm. or are they going to go off and do another loot grind?
1: Which... Well, I think considering like when they split from Activision, which again, you can go check out the video that we did, mm. um, it was we did a whole podcast on it uh, about them splitting and what happens next kind of thing. And um, their reaction uh, behind the scenes was apparently them popping champagne and cheering when they split from <laughs> Activision. Yeah. So, uh, and again, if you read into it a little bit more, apparently Bungie were never happy with the deal that they struck with Activision and they've apparently been wanting to get away since the beginning. Um, so it seems like, yeah, I think they'll go way more down the Halo route, which is, I mean, obviously, Microsoft with the Arbiters kind of thing. Providing the money back then yeah but i think giving like a, an entire like fresh clean slate they'll bring across some of the destiny monetization stuff but i have to assume that it'll be But well, they might not normal. do though because
3: you there's always that um that unknown as to how much your publisher is actually interfering yeah. with those games um i know that you and jules talked about uh, call of Duty yesterday mm. and about that I'm, I'm always intrigued as to how much activision are getting in the way of treyarch with their game well um, it seems like a lot <laughs> but it's like that that will that will go to show like that that will Show us how Bungie have been like changed Mm. since their time with Activision. If they turn around and go, "Hey, this is our game," because they're self-publishing, aren't they? And they still have that same kind of now uh, anyway. Yeah, they still have that same kind of monetization in there. It's Mm. kind of like, oh, you didn't. It seems like it rubbed off on you a bit too much. Yeah,
1: I think. I mean, the thing with Bungie is that like the Bungie of the Halo era, like they had such a staff. Like Joseph Staten is an incredible writer who, then he's not even with Bungie anymore. Marty O'Donnell left because they wouldn't use his music for Destiny. And it's like a lot of the things that make Bungie what like what Bungie are aren't necessarily. There anymore, mm. but I think they have enough money to sort of like throw it back at Joseph Staten's face and be like, "Come and write another Halo, yeah. and maybe you can do something brilliant." Um, But yeah, I think like going forward, they'll it depends how much like a certain generation know them as the Destiny people versus the Halo people.
2: Halo was a long time ago, yeah. though. It was. It, I mean, oh, b- Halo.
3: Bungie. bungee Halo died out with it. Was it? Was it three? They did last. Well, No, no, you know what I mean. Yes. But like, was it was it and three timing. they did last? Was it ODST? Uh, Their last one was Reach. Reach. Um, so yeah. Right. So yeah, still quite a while ago. Yeah, uh, I remember everyone at school being excited about Reach. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. I,
1: I think I don't know. I think they need like a fresh break. I, I think yeah. they're known as the first, the first person like combat studio. But I'm very curious to what they do next. And um, what do you guys want to see if you just had a blank slate, picking from the best of Destiny, the best of Halo? What right, do you
2: think they'll so do? It's called Matter. So I want. <laughs> it is called um, I want a physics based. First-person okay. puzzle game, like, Portal.
3: <laughs> that could be interesting. You asked me. That's very true. <laughs> I mean, yeah, when you say matter, yeah, I do think of, like, a, a, a reality-bending, like, Avatar The Last Airbender yeah. kind of style thing. That kind know, of fits Like, like a, um, a terrain, like, altering kind of game. Uh. But I kind of don't want it to be mega sci-fi. Because okay. they've only done sci-fi, and it's like mm. you could
2: ah, push the boat. very yeah. true,
3: but they could also push the boat out a little. Because I think the the thing is like um, the, the, when LC Destiny was first announced, there was a lot of people looking at it and going, "Look, it's just Halo." Yes, and there's a lot of people who, if, if Matter turned out to be like visually the same kind of thing, you look at Halo, you look at mm. Destiny, you look at Anthem. Mm-hmm. Like visually, they're all kind of the same yeah. in, in some respect. If they did the same thing again, then yeah. maybe that's like, come on, you've got this. You've got this breadth to do something do something with it there's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with that obviously as you said that's what they're good at Mm -hmm. but like I feel like with that that potential, like
1: that, that huge amount of potential, they could do anything with it. I think, um, so yeah, something like Destiny and Anthem, there's like this kind of hyper colored approach to like corporately mandated open world shooters or loot grind shooters. And like that's kind of the thing that it seems like uh, Far Cry New Dawn's like leaning into. And like Rage 2 kind of has some of it, but I think they'll retain on the gameplay side. But like, yeah, it, for the logo that they put out uh, for Matter, it's like black text and then just a whole bunch of like yellows and purples and colors exploding Ooh, behind it. Yes. So it kind of seems like they're leaning into that like whole thing. going for
3: the neon like. like neon yeah, mass crunch. market thing.
1: Yeah. Um, um, which kind of clashes with like the story side of what they've done before um, but considering like you were saying about the way that they've sort of stuck to the same basic strand of like space fiction mm. uh, I always thought that Halo had way more to it than Destiny which I know Destiny fans will say that the lore isn't incredibly detailed but you've kind of got to go searching for it yeah. um, but Halo is like a hell of a thing and I think hopefully they can recreate something like that so maybe when you were saying about a puzzle based thing that reminds me of the Serious Sam devs did a whole thing called like the Talos Principle Oh, I've heard like a lot about that yeah, yeah yes. and it's like what if they just did a massive left swerve and they're like <laughs> no, it's a walking same narrative based <laughs> shenanigans. i
2: things about that game.
1: Yeah, I never actually 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 played it but it meant, it was meant to be good. Um, so next up is um, CDPR, CD Projekt Red's uh, Sebastian Stepian has left to go to Blizzard. Um, and he was the creative director on uh, The Witcher 3. He was one of three creative directors, thank the Lord. Because okay. when I read that, I was, that's like Corey Barlog leaving God of War or something. Yeah. Um, but uh, Stepian was uh, one of three creative leads on The Witcher 3 and he's gone across to Blizzard. Um, what do you guys think of that? Because that's well, surely, a lot of a creative talent.
2: Surely most of cyberpunk is sort of done by now so it's not like... I like, think the game I is done. I hope so. Surely, yeah. Surely.
1: yeah
3: I, I mean, that, that, it has
2: no release date, but surely. <laughs> what's, what's I think.
3: Done. I think one of the devs said they're currently polishing it. At the, mm-hmm. like, so um,
2: I don't think we've got to worry about Cyberpunk. I think it's um, it does sort of say something about what's what's uh th- what's their next game going to be like. Well,
1: there, yeah, there is that, and like if you have like sort of any tweaks that need to or dialogue that needs re-recording, like assumedly those th- the three people that worked on the Witcher and then Cyberpunk are like the brain trust, and yeah. two out of three can like finish the project kind of thing. But oh, just yeah. like mm-hmm. when you read it, it's like oh man, they lose because Witcher three is like. Yeah, Yeah, like Witcher 3 is like this totemic, like massive, important, essential release for the generation. Um, And for anything to slightly go, like to leave that project, I'm like, oh, I hope Cyberpunk is still as good as it looks. Yeah. So, like, hopefully, I mean, like, what they've put up so far for 2077 looks really solid. Mm. So, what do you think, what um, release date do you guys think it'll be? Do we maybe think we'll see it this year? June? June uh, this year? I, I think, think
3: we'd we know about it by now. I'd say
1: it could be, like, one of the last games of the year. It mm. could be, like, the the, yeah. the, the Super Smash Bros. slot of am trying I think year. what else is uh, pending for the rest of the year, because we've, like, the rumors for The Last of Us are that's a June, July-type gubbins. Uh, of course, Maybe, yeah, of and then course. you've got, like, Days Gone and stuff. I mean, stuff. Days Gone's coming sooner. soon. The
3: only, mm-hmm. thing, yeah. the only thing I think of that's definitely the end of this year, Would you'll have Call of Duty, obviously, mm-hmm. in... October or November, depending on what they go for. Mm-hmm. Maybe November again because I've read there too to deal with. True. Um,
1: a bit of a window, though.
3: Like, yeah, it, it seems like everything's opened up over the towards the end of the
1: year. So maybe that's what E3 is being mm-hmm. saved for. To so tap into another rumor as well, um, Martin Nowinski was asked like, what if it's going to work on PS Five? And he he said like, what, you know, is it being developed for PS Five? Is it going to be a launch game, whatever? And he was just saying it's definitely coming to like current hardware, but it'll um, it's designed with future technology in mind.
0: Ah. I, I think like, that's okay. maybe
3: just uh, just like echoing echoing the past of like. Yeah, here is this game for this console and then like a few months later we'll just release it again on yeah. the next gen so you can still you don't have to hold back to play the game mm-hmm. I think we're just think- we're just heading back into that period where developers will be doing two different versions of the Mm -hmm. game or four if you're doing a PS4 and Xbox One (laughs) version and a PC version 5.
1: It makes me curious about um, but they're like in terms of their release schedule like if they want to wait until next year when the next consoles are supposed to be dropping then like Cyberpunk is suddenly a launch game or a launch window game whereas if they get it out at the end of this year they get to capitalize on the Christmas market and the the end of the PS4 which is something that The First Last of Us had.
2: I don't think the PS4 is like it still doesn't feel like it's near its end Mm -hmm. I think it would be business wise to to release I think
1: that's the thing like the PS4 still feels like it's I mean I mean the Xbox one obviously could do with yes. a bit of a lease of life
2: well the X actually the Xbox One X is stellar yeah it's just too expensive like it's <laughs> not really like it's better your than the pro mm-hmm.
1: well, yeah hardware wise but
2: mm-hmm. your average I mean I
3: don't I don't see why Cyberpunk would be a launch title because it doesn't really tie into any particular developer or publisher like True. if for example Cyberpunk was a PS4 exclusive could you imagine like <laughs> like the, the the monopoly that Sony would oh, have Well they definitely said it's coming to multiple platforms well exactly but, yeah we know yeah. it's coming to coming to the big three as it were but mm-hmm. like Yeah, as a launch title, I think that would weirdly narrow um, CD projects like potential audience base Mm. because not everyone's going to jump on the new generation straight away Mm -hmm. even if they do turn around and go hey here's cyberpunk a game that's like the most anticipated game probably ever that isn't a sequel maybe this Um, generation yeah anyway Um, I don't think I think it would still be I think as you said it could be the last thing of this gen and then you know a year down the line they'll they'll release it for the PS5 as well
1: but I think there's a slot to be capitalized on like I mean if you look at the sales for last year Red Dead Redemption 2 is like the highest selling new game of that year Mm. Uh, only released in I think November so it managed to like outsell the entire year's worth of everything in only those closing months. So it's like there is a wow. very yeah there is a very valuable like closing year just just I think
3: slot. everyone gravitates towards the end of the year we know mm-hmm. that's when game season kicks in mm-hmm. like properly even though a lot of stuff seems to be a lot more spread out this year which is make life a lot easier for us. That's a <laughs>
1: bit You say that, but I mean, as we'll get to Red Dead, Red Resident Evil 2 there's the Anthem Beta and there's Kingdom Hearts 3 that we have access to same just arriving on the <laughs> yeah, it's same day busy of so yeah the industry has of kicked the of kicked the F back in of a um, are all lovely things of a not of a not lovely thing EA have just been set... We'll get to Star Wars. Star Wars. We'll get to Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> what if Star Wars is the one yeah. level in Kingdom Hearts that they've yet to reveal? <laughs> I'm
2: just, I'm just yeah,
1: them. the Avengers turn up as
3: well. well. Just, no just, way. Like,
2: no way.
1: Anyway, terrible things. Uh, so yeah, EA have just been out in the news cancelling more Star Wars projects. Now you can go and check out our coverage of this in separate videos that we've already done. Um, but I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on just the way that EA have handled Star Wars so far, because hmm.
2: like crap, to be honest. <laughs> it's, like yeah. gold poop. it's Star Wars. Used to be this this. Massive thing, mm-hmm. and now I just feel like it's
1: the, the, they're making a bit of a joke out of it. <laughs> <laughs> they are, to be honest. Yeah, I think I mean, looking at the um, the stuff that got cancelled was a couple of open world games that were only in like the pro- like a project stage or whatever yeah, in terms yeah. of being called uh, Project Orca was one of them, and Project um, Humor or something was the other one.
2: It's just not really good enough. You no. have the Star Wars. Um, what do you call it? IP, The IP. Star Wars IP. Yeah. Essentially, you have Lucas essentially for what ten years. Well
1: you're, you're channeling the old school LucasArts yeah you've got like um. you know
2: what have they done
1: with it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they literally, if you if you pass it out and look at what they've literally done, we've got two Battlefront games and two apps. Two Battlefront games, two Battlefront apps. That was
2: okay, but you yeah. know what, would have, what mm. would have been good was Knights of the Old Republic
1: 3. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the thing that made the news earlier this week yeah, because it exactly. turns out that uh, Bioware have tried to get Knights of the Old Republic 3 off the ground multiple times and EA were the ones who kept knocking it back. That's only according to uh, Jason Schreier who tweeted saying that he was aware that Bioware had tried multiple times. Mm. Um, but there are concept sketches for what they were going to do with Knights of the Old Republic 3 it's, which just didn't come it's together. shanky I mean, EA love money.
3: We know this yes. from their business practices. And it's like you have an ability to print money. Like, yeah. all of these titles that you're making, like the visceral Star Wars game, like, my goodness, how amazing would that have been? <laughs> like, I was so I was really, really hyped for Battlefront 2. Mm. Was it nearly two years ago now? Mm. Or a year uh, and a year yeah, two ago. Yeah. And I remember when it first came out, and everyone was like, "Oh, everything sucks!" Mm-hmm. Like I I've, I've completely lost interest, well, and now I still, I still haven't played it. I, really I will get it, it. I think the story had
1: like promise, and then I didn't like that they moved the away.
3: Ending,
2: though. No, no, I didn't like
1: that they moved away from I, the Empire.
3: Because I wanted line. that single player portion of it, because mm-hmm. I'm not a massive, massive multiplayer person. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they're canceling all of these, these incredible sounding games is either them just being damn right stupid, <laughs> or when I heard that this news coming out. This could be them thinking, well, we're about to lose the license. We know this. Like we, we can't say that we're losing it, so we're just gonna we're just gonna stop everything that's currently happening. I think, I know, I, own.
1: But the thing is you would you would cash out. Like you wouldn't just like give up and it's like I, I don't think that they're being stupid, I think they're just they're just being they're being too scrutinous of like specific like um methodologies towards the games that they're making, specific formulas that's like this needs to be this type of game. And then you looked at the yeah. backlash to Battlefront 2 and it's like, oh man, we had a loot grind plan, so let's kinda gut that from this thing and change it around. And like when Visceral went under. The um, that project was handed over to EA Vancouver, who took over and tried to um, sort of like they called it pivoting the design from uh, Amy Hennig's linear Uncharted style story thing to an open world, assumedly Luke finding uh, shooter. It's, thing.
3: It's, it's, uh, but even
1: that got cancelled as well. So it's like you know, in in the wake of Battlefront Two, I guess they just kind of went back and said, well, actually, we can't even do this money focused stuff that we want to do, and everything just kind of fell apart. So yeah,
2: doesn't make sense, does
1: it? No, and it's not it's not the best way to treat. Like you said, like they it should be so easy to make
3: the most money. They've got all these. Studios, it's like just everyone make a Star Wars game do something different catered <laughs> to literally
1: every part of the audience so they and, did say yeah. um, that there's a, a smaller Star Wars game coming in the future they said it'll probably tie in with the next like console cycle a smaller Star Wars game so it's like I'm assuming something story based a mobile or port maybe I mean you've got like <laughs> you got episode 9 coming later this year and then like that's kind we did get is. anything for episode 8 though well, I, was, yeah. I was gutted like when I first Pride.
3: played Lego Pride? when I first played Lego Star Wars Force Awakens Are you Last Jedi fan? yes
1: the hell
2: but. But, carry
3: on. <laughs> but like yeah Lego Lego Star Wars Force Awakens did uh-huh. you play it uh, yes I agree that was the it's, only it's, Force Awakens it's thing it's fantastic and I loved it yeah. and I was so gutted mm-hmm. when it turned out they weren't doing a Star Wars ge- a Lego Star Wars game yeah. for episode 8 as it, much as episode 8 oh. was like <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah but like oh, you, mean, you mean you would do, n- not do a Last Jedi game I don't know what levels you would do no
2: way well exactly <laughs> I think that's probably, that's probably why
1: well. it's like there wasn't really much to it <laughs> Yeah,
3: but I, I still would have loved it especially if um, Traveller's Tales or TT Games mm-hmm. just, just poke fun at the, the, the Film. If they do it like go, they go back and do it like they did with the, the original Star stuff. Wars games. Yeah, the like,
1: side cutscenes. Yeah, yeah that would have been great if you if you had milk. Uh, milk. If you had Luke with his little mi- no, Lego milk. Well, he's drinking the his Lego milk? milk. If he just goes uh, there and he's just sort of like squirting in this like Lego milk udder and then like raises. I could just, just like... see
3: how they would do it. It would be like Luke with a with like a tap attached to the
1: <laughs> attached to, it and he just screws it or he pulls the handle and he's there filling his thing up. He's him. got like a whole uh, crate full of different bottles. He's going <laughs> to sell around the island. But yeah, I mean that's the thing. We've had this this weird like I don't know. The, I wrote a whole article on uh, literally called why the magic of Star Wars has gone because I think it's I think the has, the magic of that as a franchise is oh, gone. Country.com. Yes, mm-hmm. available on culture.com. Um, because I think that the the overall it just everything feels really corporatized. I think it's mainly yeah. because we get to see a window into the production of everything and the production qualms are just like laid bare. Like Solo didn't do very well, and we like you know we knew it wasn't going to do very well in the lead up to it. And then on the game side, like you said, they haven't cashed in on Force Wagon's Last Jedi. You've got all these big surges of popularity like around the brand that they just didn't have games ready for. Um, well they had Battlefront, but it's it's multiplayer focused. And, and just
3: and, doing yeah. like a oh let's do a DLC for a game that nobody really wants to play mm-hmm. to time of the films, it's like but, uh, yeah,
1: like, uh, and it, it, the ultimate thing it resulted in was just like a couple of levels or whatever, which just isn't really enough to sort of like cash in on the right uh, the right. right time period. Anyway, Resident Evil is coming to TV. Netflix have signed a Resident Evil TV show.
2: Who saw that coming?
1: I, I mean, it makes sense, I guess, because the Mia Yovovich movies have just like really? died a death. They did Final yeah. Chapter a couple of years back. Was good, so. Oh, they're all brilliant. They're all terrible, but they're all brilliant. <laughs> so yeah, uh, what do you, who do you guys think they're going to cast? Because they haven't said anything other than a Resident Evil it's Netflix good, show you is know coming. Which characters are in it? No, and they, um, they did say. it's Part of the statement that it'll focus on the dark inner workings of Umbrella Corporation and a new world order caused by the outbreak. So that that kind of ties in with the Resident Evil Extinction esque timeline. If you went off the movies, like in terms right. of everything's gone to hell, everyone's been eaten, and then how does humanity survive after that? We Could just they just do something dead completely dead like separate, like, like do a whole
3: new thing? Kind of when I think of it, I don't think like, it'll be go, tied going back to the movie. Going back to the original, like you're saying, it's going back to like the origin of the outbreak. And stuff, mm. think of like a Gotham style thing, but yeah. Resident Evil. Maybe I think. I mean, like, I don't know Resi that well. There's a lot wave, of all, um,
1: a lot of lore for them to mine, like in terms. Of where the virus comes from, and like, like I don't know, the establishment of like Wesker, like the, the big series villain kind of thing. Like, uh, no, the you because they did it in some of the movies. Have you guys seen the Shocking as Hell movies? I've Rich, not I think played any of them. I've, I've not seen it The either. Living Hell, right? <laughs> Sorry. I'm gonna
2: get the Resident Evil
1: Two. I'm I'm tempted to play it's the demo. The best I might play the demo over the weekend of the month. But um, yeah. So like, they had so much like schlocky material that they sort of dove into in the yeah. movies where it was like, these are the mad scientists creating this weird virus. No, oh, it's a zombie virus, but they actually want to experiment on the people, so That's kind of what they want to do. And then that results in all these different monsters and everything else. So I think um, for the TV series, they can pass all that stuff out. You'll probably get a main character who, like, works for Umbrella, and you'll have someone on the other side. But it's, like, it's the main cast. I mean, you've seen enough of them to know the main cast, I think. Probably, like, yeah, yeah. Leon, Chris, or whoever. So who would you want to see uh, starring? Because <laughs> who, who, I don't know who you could hang it on that would be able to, like, you could put on the posters.
2: Matthew Broderick as Leon
1: Kennedy. (laughs) (laughs) He could be the new super nervous Leon that's in the new game. But I don't know who else you could sort of hang it on.
3: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down.
0: Um,
1: but whatever. I'm sure yeah. it would be an interesting casting with a weird wig. Cough, cough. Maybe. I
3: mean, <laughs> it, they
0: can't Richer. do
1: worse than uh, the way that it went towards the end. Like, the last chapter was 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 actually bad. Like, not even enjoyable bad. It was just a bad movie. And they've done so many other like supernatural characters zipping to and fro and like slowing bullets down and whatever. So there's a lot of like stupid, schlocky stuff that they can get into. But I kind of wonder if uh, Capcom are like sort of changing the general like perception of Resident Evil at the minute. Like, mm-hmm. Resi 7 was a more grounded...
2: definitely changing. Yeah,
1: they're trying to get yeah. back to their horror roots and I think they totally lost that with Resi 5 and 6 um, so hopefully no boulder punching in this show exciting, although I I'd probably kind of go for some boulder punching. But in real
2: life, though. Yeah. Real boulder punching. If you can
1: find a dude who's the same stature as Chris Redfield circa Resident Evil 5. To
2: be fair, he has legs for arms. It's
1: ridiculous. He's literally like (laughs) Scott Steiner, which is a sort of old wrestling reference. But man's, yeah, his arms are as big as his head. So yeah, so we've got the new Resident Evil Netflix show coming, but who knows as to who they'll cast or how they'll sort of frame it. But yeah, uh, next up, I've got, (laughs) I've just written Anthem down on here. So we've been checking out all the gameplay reveals and stuff. Um, Hopefully, they can pull it around because I feel for Bioware in a big way Mass Effect's one of my favourite franchises um, and now that the is the, the open for Anthem we managed to get a code but we're not going to get to play it until uh, across the weekend um, but looking at the gameplay that has been shown this morning um, what do you guys think from what's been revealed
2: I don't really feel anything that's the thing I wanted <laughs> to like it because I just love everything mm-hmm. I, I really wanted to like it because I love any game that lets you just fly a bit.
1: Okay. <laughs> fair. Yeah? Um, yeah? And
2: that does seem really fun. The air and water traversal seems really fun. However, uh-huh. I have heard from people who have been playing the beta that you can only fly for like 15 seconds. It's not infinite. Oh. And you need to let it recharge and stuff like that. So okay. even that, the one thing I was interested in sounds like it's constrained and boring. I and it's, sh- it's
3: shown off in a very, very, like, this uh, is uh, an over-the-top way point, in like not. E3. I, I, misleading it's basically. The best
2: bits for the trailer. Yeah, yeah of
1: course. I, I, I nigh on guarantee that you can buy a plus two percent flight pack upgrade. I'm just I'm just guessing that entire system will be in there. Where it'll just be the thing. The yeah. thing for me with that game is like because I've played a bit of
3: Destiny and I don't understand the appeal of it. I, I genuinely. Oh, I shoot, love Destiny. The shooting is excellent. I won't, <laughs> Don't get me wrong. That's but the, the Just just. The, <laughs> that's the, the, That's literally it. Like, the rest the of the game, I'm like, what? What is this game? I think that was when. I feel like that was when uh, people like Ubisoft looked at these things and thought, hey, we can just make games a service mm-hmm. and like we can just b- like make everything really big and bloated and just like <laughs> kind of empty at the same time and mm-hmm. just monetize the hell out of it. And yeah, I got it for free. Right. I got Destiny 2 for free after the state of BlizzCon. Uh-huh. They gave it away for free on PC mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah, this is... Eh? So like Anthem... I, I feel so bad for Bioware. Mm. Like I've not played Mass Effect either, but I know how much Rich I know. Man. All right, stop it. Oh, like I know how the I know how big of a deal Mass Effect is to a lot of people, and it bit. sucks to see that like EA are, are pulling Bioware away from what they know and what they do, mm-hmm. and making them do other stuff. It's like yeah, you've made quality games, therefore you can make a quality game in this sense. Yeah, and um, it's, it's like taking, taking away one of our editors here and saying hey, you can edit a feature
1: film it's like that.
0: <laughs> nah. I could
1: though. Well,
0: I mean, we probably maybe, though, but, but it, that's if, the
1: thing. I, I think that that approach results in something like Suicide Squad, where it's just sort of like do the most poppy, like mass mainstream thing possible.
3: And then I, it's I feel, I feel like with Anthem, I'm, I'm expecting reviews to be like, mechanically, it plays really, really well. The mm-hmm. shooting's really good. The mm-hmm. flying's really good from what you can do with it. But then the rest of it is like, it's, it's just an empty, hollow husk. of well, the game. thing that they the sh- EA are just assuming you'll
1: play because it's another Destiny. Yeah, I mean, like for me, like I, I'm so curious as to how much BioWare is in there, so how much EA is in this. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, looking at the gameplay. Review, uh, watching it just be played, the, the hub world that you go back to just seems completely lifeless, which really sucks because one of the things that they always got across the most um, was this feeling of like in-depth lore and different characters and races and a reason to live in this world. Um, and the one that they've got in Anthem, and, and it, it won't be patch in time for release because they can't patch a whole animation system in. Mm-hmm. But you've just literally got like static characters in a hub world that you're walking between. It's literally what No Man's Sky was like when you went to different colonies there. And it's like in the And t- no, in- no, I love No Man's Sky, but it's so. like
0: now though.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean okay. they yeah, they added a hell of a lot more to it. They never actually added like AI scripting pathways or anything. Um, I really still, I
2: think it is good because I know a few people who are excited for it. And just to be honest, there's there's loads of different types of gamers. Yeah. And just because we're not excited for it doesn't mean it's not. Good.
1: I mean, you know, if you're a person who's still
3: playing Destiny yeah, two religiously, yeah. then you're probably going to be well away with this game. But
1: yeah, I mean, I, well, the thing is, like, I, I, I liked a lot of Mass Effect on mainly because I adore Mass Effect enough that I could paper over the cracks with an intense love of Mass Effect. And I think that the, the general like third person gameplay in that was brilliant. Like that's bioweapon working towards really solid like you know third person combat for a that while
2: 2006,
1: 16 yeah 16. Uh, I think anyway and uh, but even Mass Effect 3's combat is solid it was just like obviously the story stuff was a complete mess but like the, the end of it was but like they've always had this really good solid gameplay framework and it's like if that's all you want from Anthem then obviously they're going to deliver on that yeah. but I think considering it's Bioware it's a humongous missed opportunity to not back that up with a worthwhile story and so like when they did their presentation at E3 and they were like doing this whole them on chairs being asked different stuff they really looked so their tired
3: faces like slapped darses. They just look,
1: yeah, and like you can't kind of can't blame them if they've just been asked to do like the most money hungry thing. I possible. feel
3: like because you're you drawing parallels between Anthem and Destiny. Like mm. imagine if BioWare ended up being split from. EA because of it, and they're popping champagne in the background <laughs> as well, which I'm sure they probably. Well, that's be. the thing,
1: and I imagine they look across the pond and look at what ha- what is happening to um, Bungie, and it's just sort of like, yeah, like that could be. Oh, us can't
3: do? Are they owned by EA
1: though? Uh, they signed a deal with them, I think. I haven't delved into the specifics of their contract. Okay, because I'm gonna say because like everything they, everything, yeah, they everything
3: they've done has been EA basically, hasn't it? Like, um, like Mass Effect and stuff.
1: Yeah, actually, yeah, because so maybe they are owned by EA. Yeah, or? the further you go back, you can't get oh Yeah, you just can't get like because even Dragon Age and, and the first Mass Effect was still EA. Yeah, it's yeah, just maybe they
3: are owned, owned by EA. Or yeah, I think just so. Yeah. Or Either they're just, way, like,
1: super partners. I think I it's, I think it's at the, the point now that we like someone because EA and Activision are the two biggest, like mm-hmm. sort of they feel like they have the worst reputations right now, and they're the most money hungry publishers. Or
3: maybe they'll just pull uh, a like two thirds of Infinity Ward and just leave and <laughs> just go
1: make, gonna well, make I mean, the, the bioware equivalent to respawn. I think the future of I, I don't know. Looking at Anthem, it's sad because like obviously there's a lot of rumors on if this doesn't land, is are EA going to be EA and kill them as well? Oh. And so like there's a possibility where this that's the case, but BioWare have such a strong fan base. Like people still watch the live streams for N7 Day every year, like November 7th, where they say something about Mass Effect all the time. All they need to do is sever the ties. Obviously, Mass Effect belongs to EA, but do something but that's new, the thing, you know, they, and they people will go to it.
3: Hence why like loads of people moved off Call of Duty to go to Titanfall because mm. it was Respawn, because it was basically Infinity Ward. Yeah, like they could easily do that again, and I think people I will think go the with them. Was
2: Titanfall was Titanfall. Was oh, Titanfall yeah. stellar. Yeah. <laughs>
3: but then that got bought by EA. <laughs> it's oh, like it's... Titanfall 3 is like going to be the EA. Well, maybe maybe table. that's just what's going to happen with. Because uh, I, I remember pitching this idea to you about whether more big. Uh, studios owned by like the big publishers mm. are going to separate themselves off and become self um, publishing so. or they
1: go to someone like Devolver mm-hmm. who Devolver seemed to give a crap yeah. about games. Devolver so, are immaculate but uh, yeah. at picking uh, picking specific topics and managing to get the word out about them. I mean even they they tweeted um, when the whole EA Star Wars thing was going on they tweeted the official uh, EA account or, sorry the official Disney account and just said give us Star Wars we'll have a go. It'd be of their fantastic studios. unless
3: like the Devolver all of their, all of their studios that are in bed with them, and then all these new studios that might form out of all of the out of the big publishers being mm. all greedy. Maybe they will turn around and make their own publisher
1: and go, "Ha!" Well, that's the now thing. we're going to take like, this on with you. Yeah, me and Jules did a whole thing yesterday about like how the the very idea of like this really over the top corporate greed could be dying, or at least there's a lot of things that are happening sequentially that seem to be fracturing that like that business relationship. And this generation really showed how much those companies can just kind of nickel and dime the consumer, make us pay for DLC, make us pay for siphoned off chunks of stories, or just have microtransaction systems that yeah. feel really ugly. And there is a way to counter that with crowdfunding or with certain fandoms that can, you know, literally connect straight to the developers and stuff and just go straight with that. And so I kind of think that going forward, that probably is a viable way to go. Because the only real thing that someone like EA offers is reach. And it's just sort of like everyone knows the EA brand, but if that brand is... But the brand, has been, the
3: brand has been in the toilet for the past like ten years. Yeah, and it's there, just so. like
1: obviously the the amount of money EA has to reach people, like, whether it's algorithmically or through marketing campaigns or whatever, that's the trade off. And so like, but then when you sign up with them, it's like actually we want this. It's Like here we go, again. we're gonna.
3: It's like the, the classic like TV boardroom in
1: Simpsons or Family Guy yeah. it's Like we're gonna take this out and replace it with a talking dog. <laughs> and it's just like yeah, like that's the thing. And I, like I always question how realistic that assumption of them is because it's a very cartoonified version of business. Um, but then you read Kotaku's behind the scenes reports, and it's like yep, they literally had meetings where they said rip this thing out put this Well you just look at the games themselves
3: and think god you couldn't see a developer putting all these man hours into this game just to try and bleed the uh, player dry as I said it's always the unknown as to
1: how much the publishers are getting in the way of Mm -hmm. the developers So do you guys do do you see yourselves playing Anthem no. I am because I got a beta code. No, <laughs> but uh, that's kind of my thing. Are You just just There's shaking the heads. Too many
2: games that I actually am really excited for. I mm-hmm. want to play this year. Yeah, I'm sorry, I won't be playing.
1: Exactly, that, that is more than fair. Um, another thing I've got noted down here is uh, how Activision was sued by their public shareholders um, because they completely failed to tell their shareholders that Bungie were going to be splitting from them, which was uh, another massive blow against the whole. World. Uh, it's a pretty big
2: news. It's a yeah. rather big Why deal. You tell.
1: Well, that's the thing, and like that's. The, I mean, we mentioned before that like Bungie apparently haven't been happy with their deal. With Activision since the beginning, um, so assumedly the that just wasn't conveyed to shareholders, and they would like, say no, everything's fine. They're going to keep making Destiny. Everything's fine, and then the next day they just completely split. It wouldn't be as cut and dry as that, but still, like it's a it's a massive blow to them. So feel free to check the video out on that. It's the one that me and Jules did uh, yesterday. Yeah. Uh, the next thing up I've got is Days Gone, which got a whole chunk of gameplay, um, which seems to finally be turning the tide on like the general perception of it. Yes. <laughs> Your eyes seem to say yes, that you um, like the look I of it. I have a
2: lot to say about this, this video that mm-hmm. i just watched uh, this morning, and um, ooh. This game looks scary.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> like, really I mean, scary. It
2: looks scary. I would know the
1: action route, it but does. cool. It's like,
2: well, yeah, action. I'm scared of life, so fair. I'm scared of everything. Very fair. Um, but yeah, just wow. I, I've never actually played a game, a zombie game. Mm-hmm. Oh, the freakers are calling them. Out. Yeah, yeah. He's
1: like, don't call them zombies. Yes. Like, was zombies? Um, man. I've
2: never played a game where it's literally been more about tactics than it has about just just. Just shooting killing the stuff. Yeah, I haven't. I'm sure they exist. I'm sure they're out there, but
1: that's a really good point, though, because yeah, me,
2: I was watching it and I was like, God, like, I I am very much like just run in there yep. and I'll make it up as I go along, but this looks really tactical and you mm-hmm. actually have to. Use
3: your environment, and it seems very
2: immersive. Mm. And yeah, altogether very unrealistic, but it looks really. Awesome.
3: I just, I just yeah. that with that big kind of like, because that was a story mission that we saw. Yes. It's like it looks like a set piece. Like I'm hoping that stuff like that is going to be few and far between, because I feel like if I come up to a story mission, I see that same like, oh, here's all these trenches, here's all these bubbles, here's
1: a giant swarm, and I go, uh, oh, ah, yeah, I don't want to do this again. Like that, I think the thing that they've missed the trick on, like because that's the, until now, until because this was a pack where they showed off like a whole a bunch of main missions and stuff, and we got more of an idea of what it, what the moment-to-moment gameplay is. Like. Like, Cause everything they showed off before was just main dude who has the best name ever. It's like uh, Deacon Saint John,
2: yeah. fucking
1: DJ, oh. and uh, and he sounds great. And like I mean, I was like, if you have a name like that, you need a really cool game. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to have a motorcycle. He does. I don't want I don't um, want the game. Certified cool dude. I don't <laughs> want the game being upstaged by his own jacket, though. to <laughs> yeah. have more to it. But yeah, so like, but until now, all we saw was big old hordes and man emptying clip into hordes. And it's like, if this is all this is, there's not enough to
3: it. Yeah,
2: it didn't really feel like it, anything new. Because
1: I remember
3: uh, seeing
2: that, I feel like it might have an edge. Yeah. I
3: remember when I first saw the trade of days gone I didn't have a PS4 and right. that was the point when I thought I want a PS4 really yeah just the, the whole tech just, just, just generally just the game itself I thought god this looks really good okay. and I think as time went on it started to lose like a lot of momentum with me it got to the point where I was like I don't care about this game <laughs> and I'm really sad because yeah. I did care about this mm-hmm. game and now like now I'm seeing more of the gameplay stuff I am keen to try it yeah. Um but there's still just a few little bits and pieces about like mm. watching the gameplay today that's like, oh, the UI looks really bit bit rubbish mm. in my opinion. Some of the animation looks a bit janky. and have got to take a hit on the animation for the sake of the amount of bodies yeah, I, and that are I Yeah, and I get yeah, that, yeah. but then when I'm playing through things like Spider-Man and God of War and you think how incredible the, so the, the, the right. character animations are, whereas in this, there's a point in it where he, he throws a grenade, mm-hmm. he turns around and he turns back again and generally there's about three frames of animation for the grenade and about two for when he turns around. I'm thinking, this looks really like this looks like an alpha footage. The UI looks like alpha footage in my opinion. This I don't even know There stuff. were
2: 300 zombies. I'll give them that. I'll <laughs> <I would laughs> absolutely zombies.
3: give them that. Yeah, if
2: you had like 60 frames a second of, of, of character animation mm-hmm. for each of them.
1: I think um, it is, it's worth, like, because that's the thing. The, the tactical side that they that i have seldom shown off is that, like, you, you literally come into a big old, like, combat scenario, a bunch of, like, a bunch of zombies in this one place. Zombie figure I don't care, zombies. <laughs> you go to this one place, and there's something to retrieve in the middle of it. So you've kind of got, like, you have different distractions. You kind of want to lead the horde in certain directions, which they did mention before, but that ties in with which traps you have. And, like, cause they, the one that we showed, sorry, the one that we watched, had, um he basically laid down a whole bunch of explosives, and then you
3: when they went off, it was, like,
1: 20 yeah. bodies just, like, scattered all around, and I was like, that actually, actually looks really,
3: Really, quite looking forward to trying it out. I think mm-hmm. there's just I'm I'm concerned like mechanically it's going to mm-hmm. feel really a bit rubbish. Mm-hmm. Like because uh, I mean fair. I don't know what yeah. about what about the story in Days Gone? I genuinely don't know. Zombies, what that's, mate. That's going to be
2: survive. Yeah, by <laughs> survive.
3: that's I think that's going to be the big clincher because it because that was a story mission we saw. There is obviously some kind of story, and I, yeah, we yeah, don't yeah. know what that is. I have faith in Sunny Bend on the story side too. That's uh, like that, that, I mean really that's fair request. enough. The fact that it it's appears, if this was an Xbox exclu- exclusive or like a Uh, just a cross-platform game, I probably wouldn't really care. Xbox Mm. mainly because I don't have one, and the the Microsoft Store on PC is awful. Yes. Um, But... I think because it's PS4, I think it does have a bit. I do have a bit more faith in it because yeah. it's like they have that money, they have that talent, and this could be this could be a really incredible game that everyone just sort of lost interest in it. It mm-hmm. went under the radar. Maybe they announced it too early. Maybe mm-hmm. they.
1: Well, a lot of people just know, thought it was Last of Us without the story. Yeah, and, uh, and th- 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 that's kind of what I thought it was too. And like, yeah, it's only since I've actually like, really watched the like the more tactical side of it. I don't know how much that dominates every like the main thread. i mean I'm hoping it, I mean, I said, I'm hoping it doesn't. See, I hope it does because it differentiates just, it. But, yeah, just yeah. more like
3: those massive set pieces yeah. that I don't want to have too many of them. Because mm. I will get to the point when I go. Oh, I've got to do this. Again. And the,
1: that's the thing. If that, yeah. that end becomes uh, too repetitive, where every one of those scenarios is the same. Well, exactly. Plan, what I mean. put, yeah. Down basically, to do basically
3: turning days gone into Just Cause Two, mm. where everything's the, every big mission's the same. There is that.
1: Just Cause Two was very good it for a though. time. It was though. though. So yeah. For the last thing, I've just I just put down what we play in, but we've almost run out of time. So you can tell the part of Kingdom Hearts Three because you're I've playing, playing
2: Kingdom Hearts Three, the, bi- <laughs> oh the biggest
1: God. deal in the world.
2: It is such a big deal to me. This is a series that I had back on the PlayStation Two, mm-hmm. and I just love them so much. Like. I'm and three is perfect. Honestly, I'm writing the review. Keep an eye out. Hopefully get it out on Monday. Yes. Um, and I am struggling to find something I don't like. Because every time I find something and I think, oh, this is a bit slow. It's a very gentle beginning. Uh-huh. To put it that way. <clears throat> every time I think, oh, this is a bit slow, I think to myself, but there is so much to this game. It is infamous for being... It's convoluted, yeah. complicated, the combat is all over the place, but it, it feeds it to you very slowly.
1: You were saying as well that uh, in the opening they referenced stuff from the mobile games? Yes! Which so, is insane.
2: Um, I can't really talk about the story much, but mm-hmm. put it this way, the first cutscene, the first thing you see, has a reference in it to the flipping mobile game. <laughs> <laughs> Who's played the mobile game? It's very good, by the way. It's
1: all funny. five of you are losing your minds! <laughs> I was
2: like, That's, whoa! This is Kingdom Hearts 3, I thought it would be following on from, from 2, but no.
1: It follows on from
2: Dream Drop. Every single game matters, and it's incredible fan service, but it's also I realise very intimidating. Mm -hmm. Um, So basically, I'm I'm looking at can you can you go straight into this one as a veteran and also as a newcomer? So that's what I'm Mm -hmm. trying to look
1: at. I think that's the thing, because I mean, when was Kingdom Hearts two? Like over ten years ago. Two
2: was two thousand nine.
1: Okay, so yeah, it's like about a decade-ish. It feels like a long time anyway, and there's been many was releases. Was it like two thousand and five? It
2: was a long time ago. I'm the it fact that we don't
1: know PS3. kind of shows that it was a while. But anyway, I, I think that's what five they've years ago. that's what they've had to grapple with quite a lot is like just how much is yeah. it going to work for a newcomer or not, um, and, and like considering that they had a really cool little thing, which we might as well mention, is that when you first put it in, you do it's five gigs for the first world.
2: Yeah, do games normally
1: do. That? No, yes. that's well, not the way. So. That a,
3: lot, do. a lot of games, games do where you can install so much and it says playable from here,
1: and then it will do the rest of it in the background. <laughs> Yeah, but t- so many games say that, and then when you actually get there, it's a menu saying, still installing, yeah. and you just yeah. sit on but the menu. I mean, menu. The, fact, the, fact that, the fact that things, the fact that that did that is, yeah. is great. In Kingdom because in King Hearts, sometimes, it, so sometimes games do let you do that, which is fantastic. Yeah, I you? think this, well, from what I've, I've hardly ever seen any games that actually live up to that promise. Like Mortal mm. Kombat gives you a one on one fight, but and that's fine in Mortal Kombat yeah, 10. You know, it gives
2: you the whole first, well, most of the first world. Um, I, the, didn't manage to, you know, get past the bit. <laughs> that was still downloading, but because yes. um, turned my internet off. But
1: anyway, you've been actually, you've been a super games journalist, and you were like, because we got told that like, we can play it, but you can't say certain things. It, and then like it was, <laughs> well,
2: no, one
1: no, no one will know. <laughs> but then nothing was in, was downloading, yeah. so you were still stuck um, on the first world. So
2: yeah, but basically like first, as far as the first world goes, it's 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 pretty good. Really good. Yeah. Okay, I'll that's good. I cried.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I imagine you went into it crying and then only cried more because it's the beautiful
2: the first cut scene is it's, it's almost like a, a summary mm-hmm. very abstract summary and you start watching it and you're like
1: Let's well, see. you started telling me and Rich about how Saurus lost his heart, and then his oh, other okay. clone, and a yeah, yeah one uh, of them.
2: I, I compared it to the intro of Kingdom Hearts Two and Kingdom Hearts One, which are both very slow. You start off not really doing anything exciting. Let's be honest. Do you if, get your gummy ship? Um. Oh God, you're 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 at least five hours in before you get your gummy <laughs> ship in Kingdom Hearts Two as well.
1: That's what I want I want my gummy ship But
2: um Apparently the gummy ship Is very very good in 3 I haven't got that far I yet, don't even know what it but, is um It's
1: <laughs> I played the first one And I remember the gummy ship That was back in 2002 Or whatever it was It was. in
2: the first one Yeah Better in the second one And now it's even better In the third one apparently. Okay well um, But yeah it's very Very complicated storylines so mm-hmm. Dive in if you dare
1: Hopefully you'll have Unpacked the The noodle pile That is Kingdom Hearts 3 By Monday Or at your earliest convenience And we'll tell the people we'll As to whether see. it's good We're Yeah. Different. We will see But yes thank you guys All very much for for listening to us Ivan Scott from the What Gaming podcast joined by Rich thank you for listening slash watching and joined by Rich <laughs>
2: nice to see you
1: and we'll catch you next time bye bye